What's up, Kentucky Hikers? It's 10 Days No Cigarettes Mike here with your Kentucky Hiker Project podcast for Thursday, November 17th, 2022. That's right, friends. After 28 years of smoking the white cancer death sticks, I'm in transition. I'm transitioning to an actual non-smoker. And of course, to do that, I'm on the vape juice. But hey, man, baby steps. And if it's your interest, I'm going from a pack a day of Marlboro Silver, formerly Ultralights, to no nicotine. Using the Views Vape 5% nicotine, I already did one of those. Now I'm on the Views Vape 2.4% nicotine. And then after that one's done, I'll be on the Views Vape 1. Point whatever the hell they got nicotine. So yeah, the plan is three of these vape things and then the white knuckles. So far, so good. Other than the depression, man. I feel so depressed. All right, more lethargic than down or sad, but I'm fine, really. I mean, no, seriously, I'm fine-ish. But on the bright side, I've got some good news to share with you. First, and as it has always been since day number one on this podcast, this episode is benefiting Kentucky Natural Lands Trust, a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to expand our public lands. And we're going to help them out with a thousand bucks so they can add another acre for the good guys. That's us. And now for the better news. That acre for the good guys is going to come a little faster than you might have thought. Thanks to you. Thanks to me. Thanks to KNLT. See what I did there? Did you catch that? I rhymed. I'm basically a hiking rapper. Yeah, it's a new genre of music, but uh, not as popular as some others, but it exists. It's real. Seriously, Kentucky Natural Lands Trust, or KNLT, uh, we'll have another matching fund this holiday season, and since the Kentucky Hiker Project podcast is on track to donate $500 by the end of the year, that doubles to $1,000 or one acre for the good guys. That's us. We're doing great. Of course, if you're going to have double the pleasure, double the fun, is it possible to get not just one acre, but two acres for the good guys? I don't know, but I think we'll try. Probably some overpriced stickers would get it done, you know, drop some Abe Lincolns and Andy Jacksons for a sticker and a cause. Yeah, that could work. So two acres for the good guys by the end of the matching funding thingy thing. Uh, yeah, that could probably work. Two acres. Let's go get it. And I'll share the matching partner info when it is officially announced. Now, back to our regular programming. This week's feature hike is out and back to Buzzard's Roost South in Keystone Arch in Red River Gorge. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, scrambling because scrambling is hiking, especially this time of year. And then uh, on the Leave No Trace segment, we'll talk a little bit about the day-use-only areas in Daniel Boone National Forest. So getting to the hike, uh, Buzzard's Roost South is actually just off of the Skybridge picnic area in Red River Gorge. And so if you've ever uh, gone out to Skybridge, which is at the end of that road, there's a nice little hike that takes you out to that uh, beautiful double arch, which is a, just a huge span um, that you can walk on top of, walk through and around and all that stuff. But short of that is the picnic area. And off of that picnic area are a couple of unmarked trails um, that go you know, off of the end of the lot there. And so you have Buzzard's Roost South, south and then Buzzard's Roost North, if I can speak properly. And uh, so we chose the south option. And on the day that we visited, we were there on a Tuesday and Forest Service was out in force. It looked like they had some type of educational programming going. Um, and so we, uh, we opted just for the one hike here, even though you can go out and see another overlook. But um, on the way down to this overlook, you actually uh, have to scramble through Keystone Arch uh, in order to reach the main overlook. Uh, and looking at all trails, I thought it was um, kind of interesting. I think most of the folks that were on there um, probably didn't actually scramble down to the main overlook, especially based on the pictures that I saw. Um, but, you know, this is actually a really nice overlook. It has a, you know, let's call it a 290 degree view, something in that neighborhood. And so this is one of those classic end of the ridge line type hikes. 
Um, you'll go out, you're at the top of the ridge when you start, and then you'll just start descending, 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 sometimes a little bit steeply. And while this is an unofficial trail, it is, it does actually receive some maintenance. And so there was some uh, storm damage. I can't remember if that was just a storm or if that also included part of the Skybridge fire from a number of years ago. Either way, there was a lot of down stuff, and I had actually tried to visit this a few other times and uh, wound up turning back because one, one day they were out doing um, some trail work out there. Another day, Forest Service was out doing something. And then uh, on this day, they were out there, but they weren't on the trail yet, so we finally got to go out and take a look um, without anybody uh, being there, which was really nice. So Keystone Arch is um, just a nice, uh, it's a beautiful arch at the, at the end of this ridge here. And so you just scramble through that to get out to the, the major overlook there. And, um, and so it sits right above uh, Parched Corn Creek and Red River. And so it's a great spot to be. Um, the views, you know, great views to the west and south. And so if you're here for sunset, it's a great spot. Um, if you're here for sunrise, probably not the best. Uh, over the winter time, it'd be all right. Um, but definitely more of a sunset than a sunrise spot. Um, and in addition to that, I also cleaned up the GPS map on this so that you can see that the two forks at the end of the ridge, um, there's one that goes out to a more minor overlook, which is kind of the safe place to go. And then you can scramble down, which I listed it as a class three or four scramble. And so the stats on this, it was, uh, let's see, 0.47 miles, 170 feet of elevation gain. And then I listed it as moderate difficulty with a class three slash four scramble. The four is really just because if you do screw up on that scramble and take a tumble, um, you can tumble a long way to your death. And so that's more for exposure than the actual difficulty of the scramble. I actually thought the scramble wasn't too bad. If you're in relatively decent shape, you won't have any trouble with it. Um, and so, uh, and I do note that this hike is unmarked, but it is easy to navigate. And that's mainly because of the trail work that's been put in. So a lot of the trees that were, that were down over the course of the last couple of years have all been uh, cut and removed off of the trail. And so I would assume that that was a lot of work from both Forest Service and Friends of Red River Gorge um, that take care of that area. And so on the GPS waypoints, I have the unmarked trailhead, which is at the end of the parking lot, um, the T intersection, and then uh, the spot where you scramble down uh, Keystone Arch. And then of course, Buzzards Roost South all the way at the end. Um, and I included the GPX and KML files so that you can have those uh, loaded to your phone when you go out there. So there's plenty of parking, all that other stuff, trail navigation, piece of cake. Um, it's just basically stay left at all the intersections and then eventually you just descend down and you get out there. Um, the scramble itself really isn't too bad. Uh, you will have to use uh, you know, feet and hands. Uh, you know, it's a full body type of deal uh, to get down. And then it's uh, actually a little bit, I'd say it's easier getting down than it is getting back up. So um, that's just kind of how it works on that one. But anyway, it's a beautiful overlook. Um, really enjoyed it. And this time of year, it's just sticks. There's um, the only, uh, you know, tree cover is just evergreens. And so all of the leaves are gone um, and off trail season that this is kind of like the time of year to be enjoying this kind of stuff anyway. Um, this would be a stop that you can come out to any time of year. Uh, if there is ice or snow present, I would skip this hike. Um, even if you had proper gear, uh, I would probably want to rope up uh, before descending if there was snow and ice uh, out here. Um, and then as far as uh, summertime, you know, rain and that kind of stuff, it's probably a little bit slicker, but not too bad. And so I don't think rain's as big a deal, but snow and ice definitely would use caution out here and probably skip it altogether. All right. So anyway, so that is the uh, feature hike for today. You can, uh, I'll put a link on this, uh, on the podcast episode notes. And so you can check that out. 
Uh, if you're visiting Skybridge, definitely hit up this overlook. It's just an, it's another view with a different view angle um, of Red River, and so it's uh, it's a really great spot to be. As far as the skill segment goes, um, hiking this time of year does usually go off trail, and so this is the time of year in Kentucky to get off of the beaten path, and it's mainly because you can see really far through the forest. If you get to an overlook like where we were at, um, it's nice because you can from that overlook you could see the river, you can see the road. Um, you can even see some trails uh, down below as well. And so it's it's just kind of an interesting time of year be, to be out there because you can really kind of firm up in your mind um, your mental map of various hiking areas that you like to visit. In addition, you can see a lot more of it because this time of year provides uh, ample opportunity to go off the off the trail and see some new things that you ordinarily wouldn't uh, try to go find, let's say, in the middle of summer. Uh, when all of the undergrowth is just completely overgrown and, and just m messy, right? So the when it comes to you know getting off trail, hi you know hiking and scrambling. So scrambling is a, is just a very specific type of hiking, and so scrambles go on a you know different scale. Uh, so basically, class five scramble is is actual rock climbing. Okay, uh, class four is something where you get you know rope is definitely something that you probably should have. Um, you know, you would be more comfortable and it would be a lot safer with some rope. Uh, class three is, you know, you can use uh, hands and feet. Uh, rope would be nice to have, but you don't have to have it. Um, class two is just hands and feet. And then class one is just kind of like normal hiking. So, you know, when you look at the different, you know, scrambles that are out there, especially in Red River Gorge, which is, you know, uh, has plenty of cliffs and that kind of stuff. The biggest thing to watch out for is just making sure that you have the right route um, when you descend on some of this stuff, that you're choosing the correct path. And a lot of that is just uh, being a little bit, using some common sense while you're out there. So as an example, on this hike that uh, I was just talking about, the uh, scramble on Keystone Arch, if you are on the north side of that arch, then it is a sheer cliff and uh, you would need uh, rope and safety and all this other stuff uh, before you could go down on that side. Otherwise, you'll just you know, step off uh, and then fall a couple of hundred feet at least uh, until you're dead. If you go on the south side, which is the correct side to scramble down, uh, then it's just really kind of hands and feet, and you're just kind of using your, your palms in order to lower yourself down, and it's a relatively easy, doable scramble, right? And so um, route selection is very, very important, and oftentimes you'll see in different notes and that kind of stuff, if there is kind of like a, uh, a hiker's choice at a particular spot, uh, you may see that listed. And so that's why it's important when you go off trail to do as much research as you can. Um, I put out some pretty decent notes as far as, um, you know, most of these hikes and that kind of stuff. Uh, but by all means, uh, please go and do additional research. Uh, all Trails is a great source for beta. You can just do a, a classic Google search and you can find some information there. Uh, often you'll find things in Reddit forums and that kind of stuff as well um, to different uh, hiking objectives. And so, Scrambling is definitely hiking when you're in Kentucky, and uh, and scrambling is actually a lot of fun. So on this short little hike, um, you can scramble up this this little um, you know uprising toward the end of the of the ridge line there of the finger of the ridge, and so that's fun. It doesn't really lead to a greater view or anything, but it's just fun to kind of climb up and climb back down, um, and so it just adds a little spice to the hike. And so that is something that when you're out there, especially this time of year, you may see things that you're going to go explore. Um, sometimes people will mention, oh, there's rock climbing involved, there's this involved, or there's you know, all these other things involved. Um, just know that there is a scale for that. And so generally speaking, 
Um, I'll do everything up to a class four. Um, the class four, if it is like a class four, like true class four, uh, then you can bet that I will have some rope uh, attached somewhere uh, out there and then also attached to my person. So uh, definitely be safe when you're out there, but uh, just know that scrambling is hiking and hiking is scrambling. And depending on which part of the world you're in, um, you know, scrambling may be much more prevalent than what it is here in Kentucky. And so if you're out, uh, let's say in the mountains of Slovenia, uh, you're probably going to have a lot more rock involved and there's going to be some rock climbing elements to your hiking, uh, and navigating some of the bigger mountain terrain out there. So just depends on where you're at as far as how much of it you'll have to do. But, uh, generally speaking, if there is a scramble, I'll note it on the website, um, just so that you know what you're getting yourself into. All right, and now as far as the leave no trace, day use only areas. I love day use only areas for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one is that it usually cuts down on uh, the number of campsites and that kind of stuff uh, that you have uh, near the trail or um, you know, basically kind of interrupting the natural feel of a trail. And so there are a few day use only areas. Skybridge is one of them. And so uh, they're open you know, basically from dawn to dusk. And, um, and then anything outside of that time, you will be ticketed and potentially even towed, depending on where you park. Um, and then there are other day use areas. So Natural Arch Scenic Area is another day use area that's uh, much further south in Daniel Boone National Forest. Um, that one is just south of Burnside. And so if you ever go down there, that's also a day use only area. And it's just a, it's actually has home to one of my favorite hikes uh, there in Buffalo Canyon. And so you know, that loop is really fantastic. But day use areas are great because uh, number one, it's usually people shuffling in and out of these areas at a pretty regular rate. And so traffic uh, or parking usually isn't completely clogged up. So if you go out to Oxia Ridge where, you know, you can park there anytime, a lot of backpackers park there and it just, it just eats up parking spaces, you know, with all the overnight parking. So you might have, you know, let's say you have a group of four or five people coming from different parts of uh, the world meeting up to go do a backpacking trip, you know, uh, that's like, let's say two nights or whatever. Well, then for three days, you're going to have four parking spots that are locked up um, during that period of time. And so that's kind of Oxia Ridge. If you go to Skybridge, all of those cars have to be moved every night. And so as it turns out, there's always going to be more parking in these day use only areas. And so that's great for day hikers, which is the overwhelming majority of people that are out there anyway. And so day use only areas, um, people that are out backpacking or camping, you know, sometimes they're bummed um, that you can't park and camp there. But let me tell you, in Red River Gorge in particular, there's over a thousand other backpacking or backcountry camp spots, most of them illegal. Um, but there's over a thousand other places to camp. So just find one of those. Um, if you're not familiar with the area, then this is the time of year to get familiar with an area and to find a, um, you know, a walk-in dispersed camping site you know, that's outside of the more popular areas off a of Tunnel Ridge Road, uh, for example. And so, you know, if you're out in the gorge this time of year, um, it's not only a great time to go hike to some different objectives, but if you are scouting campsites for future use that are going to be away from the crowd, this is also a phenomenal time of year to do so. And so uh, day use only areas, uh, leave them alone, you know, don't camp there. Uh, if you do camp there, I can't remember what the ticket value was. I remember somebody had reported a while ago, a hundred something bucks, if I remember right. Um, and so, you know, just try to avoid that. And I do know that Forest Service uh, routinely goes out and checks those lots. And it's um, and they do that also as part of their morning routine, um, you know, going out and uh, checking bathrooms and that kind of stuff. And so 
Um, just make sure that you uh, honor the day use only areas. It provides a lot of parking for day hiking. And uh, if you are backpacking, there are plenty of lots uh, that you can go to. In Red River Gorge, you can also call Leave No Trace Adventures, and they have shuttle service available. And so you can have your party uh, meet up at their secure lot, um, leave your cars there while you're out backpacking, and then you can get a ride to and from whichever trailheads you choose. Um, that's also a great way to do shuttle routes. And so instead of uh, you know these point-to-point hikes, so if you can do a 13-mile you know weekend backpack leaving from Martin's Fork. Um, getting picked up at uh, Creation Falls slash Rockbridge. Um, that's a nice route. You can also go from top to bottom in the gorge. Um, so these are, you know, there's plenty of different things that you can do, but day use only areas, they do provide value. That value is uh, predominantly for day hikers, which kind of makes sense. They kind of go together. So anyway, so that has been um, the episode today. The total donated Kentucky Natural Lands Trust now stands at 360 bucks or 36% to goal. This has been the Kentucky Hiker Project podcast. And if you'd like to sponsor an episode, submit an ad, or give a shout out to one of your fellow hikers, go to the podcast page at kentuckyhiker.org slash podcast and hit the sponsor an episode link. I can write the ad copy or you can do it for yourself. Thanks for listening and enjoy your next hike. And uh, and then let's see if we can get two acres. Going to get, get a little creative here next week. And so uh, you'll, get, uh, you'll have the next episode next week. It will be Thanksgiving. Is it Thanksgiving next week? Yes. Yes, it is. So you'll see. So I'll have another episode next week for Thanksgiving. And at that point, I think that they will announce uh, who the sponsor, uh, who the matching partner will be. And then we'll see if we can uh, come up with something creative in order to get to two acres instead of one acre for the good guys. Anyway, anyway, thanks so much for listening and uh, have a great weekend.